What's good? What's good, party people? I am Candia Johnson, your host of Candid Conversations. How are you today? Are you feeling motivated? Are you struggling with staying motivated? No worries. I got you like I always do. But you know what? (laughs) I hate to tell you this. Motivation is overrated, party people. It's one of the biggest aha moments that I've had to embrace. Waiting for motivation before you take action towards your goal or a task that you have to do is waiting for a feeling that may never come. Yes, your feelings are real, but they are not reliable. Waiting to feel motivated will have you scrolling and lovingly stalking people on Instagram or LinkedIn for a feeling that never comes. And even if that feeling comes because of a quote that you've just read, next thing you know, you're back to that same old habit of waiting to feel motivated. And on the other hand, self-awareness is key to unlocking your next level of success. When it comes to motivation, you have to ask yourself, is it a lack of motivation or is it your desire to want to control the outcome so much so that you can't even get started? Friendly reminder, you cannot control outcomes. You can only control your effort. Is it a lack of motivation or is it fear wrapped in procrastination? So here's the thing. Here's my challenge for you today. I've learned to trade motivation for momentum, imperfect momentum. You see, here's the thing. When it comes to our goals, when it comes to the things that we want to do in our lives, at one point, momentum becomes even more important than the goal itself. Because without momentum, it's just an idea. It's just you hoping and wishing for things outside of you to change without realizing that you first must change the story inside of you before you can change the things that happen outside of you. And so momentum becomes that thing that you need to work towards every single day. So let's let's, let's just chat a little bit about what momentum looks like. A simple way to achieve momentum is to simply ask yourself, what can I do for five minutes each day to gain momentum towards this goal or task? What can I commit to for 50 minutes every single day to gain momentum towards my goal? What is the smallest thing that I can do to gain momentum towards this goal every single day? Now, I know another problem is sometimes you're so stuck and committed to this imaginary time frame or limit like, oh, if I don't have four hours to work on my goals, it's not good enough. If I don't have... 20 minutes or 30 minutes to work on this task, it's not good enough. And oh, if I can't lose three pounds a week, I'm not good enough. When the reality is you need to be more committed to momentum, which turns into a routine that's going to set you up for success. Again, momentum becomes way more important than the goal itself. Without achieving momentum, the goal will never be accomplished. So when it comes to taking action, I want to share a few things that I put into place every single week. I am a huge fan of brain dumps. If you're part of my She Deserves More group, you know every week I'm like, did you do your brain dump this week? So a brain dump is an exercise that I do typically on Sundays. Sometimes I do them on Wednesdays. But I do a brain dump 
to get the gazillion ideas and nagging thoughts and things to do out of my head so that I can transform them into action. Some of them I need to turn into action. And then some of them I don't need to turn into action, like those negative and nagging thoughts. But my thing is, once you get those thoughts onto paper, you can control it better. When you allow a negative or a limiting thought to take up space in your head, you give your brain permission to build a story filled with assumptions and what ifs. And next thing you know, this person doesn't really like me and I'm a failure or a slacker who's not capable of doing anything. Welcome to Candia's brain at times. Okay. So here's the thing. You have to learn how to get control of your inner story in order for that outer story to change. And also, once you get those things to do outside of your head, you can prioritize what you should do first, second, or third. A lot of the times we get ourselves so riled up that this thing that we're worried about can be pushed out, right, for another two to three weeks. So once I get it on paper, I'm forcing myself to get present, right? What's the next best thing that I can do? What do I have access to right now to make this happen? What can I automate, delegate, or delete off my calendar? And the most important thing I want you to think about is when you're looking at a task, sometimes you just have to tell yourself, if my day was only one hour or three hours, what would I choose? What would I pick? I also want you to think about when you're looking at these things, limit your to-do list. Some of us set ourselves up for failure because we have a gazillion things on our to-do list. I limit my to-do list every single day to three things, and I'm unapologetic about that. Three things. Sometimes it's going to be just the top three things. Sometimes it's going to be just one thing. You get to choose that. Right? And also, when you ask yourself that question about, you know, what if I only had one hour to do this or what if I only had three hours to do this? A lot of the times that that forces you to focus on the best things right now, because a lot of the times we're spending time on the wrong things. The second thing that I do is I schedule time blocks. So once I get prior, you know, I prioritize things on my calendar I look at it, right? I'm old school. I have to write it down first. (laughs) So I look at those things like, okay, this needs to happen this week. And I'm looking at these things across all areas of my life, people, whether it's my health, um, you know, my personal life, uh, my family relationships, and also business, of course, right? But I'm looking at these things and then I'm saying to myself, okay, this is a priority for this week. And I am putting things on my calendar, even if it's a phone call. I say to my, I schedule a 10 minute block on my calendar to make a call because I know, no, I need to get my eyes checked. That's me kind of letting you know what I have to do this week. I have to get my eyes checked. I need a new pair of glasses. That's on my calendar, right? Uh, motor vehicle, all those sorts of things are on my calendar. Another thing that I'm going to suggest to you is, to schedule a create before you consume day. That has been a game changer for me. Sometimes when you spend so much time consuming other people's information, when you spend so much time, you know, choose or uh, opening your email the first thing in the morning, next thing you know, 
you're on everyone else's schedule and not your own schedule. So even if you can schedule a create before you consume block of time, like let's say that's, you know, three hours on a Wednesday morning or even at the end of the day, that focus, that helps you get get laser focused on what you need to do. And so for me, sometimes my, more than likely my create before you consume day is Wednesday because that's the day that I have my group meetups on Wednesday evening. And so, or sometimes I have a luncheon lead uh, in the middle of the day at 12 o'clock on Wednesday. So typically my create before you consume day, before I check email, before I jump on social media, before I do any of those things that will force me to consume the news and consume quotes and you know, movements on Twitter, I create what the results that I want to see for that day so that I'm laser focused on that. Something else recently that I've been doing is to, uh, is applying the touch it once <laughs> rule, meaning once I open it, like say if I have to do a proposal, once I open that proposal, I have to complete it. There's no like working on the proposal all week long. <laughs> Once I touch a sales page, I have to complete it in one day. There's no going back and forth for five weeks working on a proposal or a sales page because that prolongs the process. When in reality, if I just use that to um, schedule it on my create before you consume day and I apply my touch it once (laughs) rule, it's over and done with. Also on the... Create before you consume day. I don't schedule meetings until 1.30. And that's really normal for me. Unless it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's out of the ordinary for me to schedule a meeting before 1.30. So even if I send a client my Calendly link, typically, if you notice, you can go to my Calendly link right now, you'll notice that most of my days don't start until 1.30. My availability doesn't start until 1.30. Unless it's a workshop or something that I'm doing, of course, I'm available all day. But typically for client calls and um, even coaching calls and things of that sort, I don't open my calendar until 1.30. Again, because for me, once I put someone else on my to-do list very, very early in the morning, it may take me off my game. And so I've become really, really strict about... One, for one, having a create before you consume day at least once a week. And two, not opening my calendar until 1.30 on most days. Right. And the second thing is stop beating yourself up if, if you miss a day. Right. Or if you, you know, you drop the ball on something. Things happen. I read one of my favorite books. If you're. Uh, if you've listened to Cancer Conversations before, you know I talk a lot about uh, James Clear, Atomic Habits. I absolutely love that book. But one of the, the principles that I use from his book is a never miss twice mindset. Meaning, okay, you can give yourself once. You're going to mess up, you know, screw up, get off schedule, that sort of thing. But I really say to myself, like, okay, Candia, you messed up last night or you messed up yesterday. But today, never miss twice. Let me get back. Let me get the ball rolling. I believe his theory around that is once you begin to miss two days and three days and four days, it takes you further away. And then, of course, ultimately, you start telling yourself a story like I failed again. And next thing you know, you're back in a slump waiting to feel motivated. And so for me, I 
believe in a never miss twice mindset. Just get up, Candia, and try again. Because here's the thing, a lot of this is understanding that you are enough. And I know I see this quote, particularly on Instagram, right, where people share, you know, you are enough or I am enough. But what I want you to also understand is that you have to decide what enough looks like for you. You have to decide what enough feels like for you, right? And so some of that is sometimes just saying to yourself, Candia, you are enough. And what that means for me is that ordinarily I would give you 100% of my effort. But today you're going to get 85% of this effort because I got a lot of things happening in my life, but I'm going to show up anyway at this 85%. A lot of gaining momentum towards your goal is being okay with executing at 80% and 85%. This is momentum, people. That's what momentum is. That's what imperfect momentum is. A lot of you are waiting for perfection when, I'm sure you've heard this before, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. It's not about managing your time, it's about making the time. It's not about feeling motivated, it's about gaining momentum. You have the power to do that. You have the power to show up anyway at 85%. Screw 100% for today. You got some things going on. Today is your day, tomorrow might be my day, and that's okay. Okay, that is it for me today, party people. Give yourself permission to gain momentum. That's it. Give yourself permission to give 85% instead of 100%. And if this episode moved you in any way, give yourself permission to rate my podcast (laughs) and share the good word with me on Instagram or Twitter. Y'all know I like to play in the Instagram and Twitter, Twitter streets. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.